me pediste, chile verde te daré. Vámonos para la huerta y allá te lo cortaré. Al uno le pone cuerno y al otro los pitoncitos. La mula que yo monté la montó y mi compadre. Eso a mí no me importa, pues yo la monte primero. La noche que me casé, no pude dormirme un rato. Por estar toda la hora. Ándale, suba, suba, suba. Anda. <ríe> Noche. Corriendo detrás de un gato. por tu balcón yo lo he visto gato prieto con sombrero y pantalón Nicolás Fernández de Moratín 1737 to 1780, was a poet and dramatist. The epigram given here is a humorous commentary on the difficulty of learning a foreign language. Epigram. A Portuguese was astonished to see that in their tender childhood, all the young children of France could speak French. It's black magic, he said, twisting his mustache. For in order to speak French, a gentleman in Portugal reaches old age and speaks it badly. And here, a child speaks it fluently. Epigrama. Admirose un portugués de ver que en su tierna infancia, todos los niños de Francia supiesen hablar francés. Arte diabólica es, dijo torciendo el mostacho, 
Pues para hablar en gabacho, un hidalgo en Portugal llega a viejo y lo habla mal. Y aquí lo parla un muchacho. Tomás de Iriarte, 1750-1791, wrote 76 fábulas literarias, literary fables, which contain advice for and criticism of his fellow authors. The Ass and the Flute is one of his most popular poems. The Ass and the Flute. This little fable heard, it good or ill may be, but it has just occurred thus accidentally. Passing my abode, some fields adjoining me, a big ass on his road came accidentally and laid upon the spot a flute he chanced to see. A shepherd had forgot there accidentally. The animal, in front to scan it nigh came he, and snuffing loud as won't blew accidentally. The air it chanced around the pipe went passing free, and thus the flute a sound gave accidentally. Oh then, exclaimed the ass, I know to play it fine. And who forbade shall class this music asinine? Without the rules of art, even asses, we agree, may once succeed in part, thus, accidentally.
stories up there and they kiss and hold on real good. <laughs> a lot of it has to be cut for the kids because they get bored, you know, but the adults, they get, mm. <laughs> And um, she goes in and sits in her little powder room there and makes up and everything and they talk and Robin says uh, that he's been in the forest and everything and she knows that. And uh, <laughs> suddenly through a heavy door, oh, it's about that thick, give or take a couple inches, is, swings open and in comes the black knight who is a bad cat he's all you know iron bent plumes and everything he says you're robin of sherwood and everybody you know boo now they don't dig him and uh i see i've been waiting for you he whips out this little sword which isn't too good you know he made it himself and, but it's got phony little jelly beans in it for jewels you know and, they go at it and out on the terrace, mm, jumping over things, you know, and statues and everything. He misses him a couple of times. But finally, he gets the Black Knight in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> we don't have to telegraph where it would be, but, oh yeah, sort of a can opener effect. And, and he falls into this dry moat, which is just full of dead catfish and everything, you know, slimy turtles and everything, you know. And so Robin says, good luck to you, that'll teach you, Daddy. <laughs> See, it's sort of a hip version of Robin. And uh, so by this time, her dad comes in, who is, looks like H.B. Warner after a tornado, you know, a white wig and a little tiny crown, which is fake. And he's got these flowing robes, the ermine tails, live ermines, too. Keeps him moving, you know. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my son, thank you. He's only getting 87.50 for the whole thing. And uh, Robin kisses his hand, because that's what they did in those days, you know, both hands sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, she says, oh, I'm so thankful, make this again. And, uh, it's a bad scene. And um, then Robin steps back, you know, because he recognizes authority when he sees it. Pulls out the sword again. <laughs> to your liege, the rightful heir to the throne. Le haile mulla, le haile mulle, kinyo wachipula. 
you get a line, I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line, I'll get a pole, baby. You get a line and I'll get a pole and we'll go down to that crawdad hole, honey. Mmm, baby mine. a man with a pack on his back, honey. Here comes a man with a pack on his back, baby. Here comes a man with a pack on his back. He's got those crawdads in his sack, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Well, what you gonna do when the well runs dry, honey? What you gonna do when the well runs dry, baby? What you gonna do when the well runs dry? We'll watch those crawdads lay around and die, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Well, look at that crawdad strutting around, honey. Look at that crawdad strutting around, baby. Look at that crawdad strutting around. Well, he's the mayor of crawdad town, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Well, you get a line, I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line, I'll
à Montmartre en Amérique Il y aura toujours des amoureux Mais un moulin aussi pratique Il n'y en a sûrement pas deux Il mouille, il mouille les chansonnettes Et tourne de jolis refrains Notre moulin de la galette Chaque matin C'est un vieux moulin Qui tourne à Montmartre C'est un moulin vieux Comme un bricabrac C'est un vieux moulin un vieux diable à quatre Qui berce la ville de son guet Tic-tac Le dieu Cupidon souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne sans fin À Montmartre, on est loin d'être bête, on se méfie de manquer de pain. Et le moulin de la galette est trop prêt à moudre son grain. Mais c'est l'esprit seul qui pétit et tourne la roue du moulin qui reçoit les bonnes et les filles. Chaque matin, c'est un vieux moulin qui tourne à Montmartre. C'est un moulin vieux comme un bric à bras. C'est un vieux moulin, un vieux diable à quatre. Berce la ville de son guet Tic-tac Le du Cupidon Souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps Quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour Dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin Qui tourne sans fin There's no data on it. 
Amashir, how strongly I feel the approach of spring. My heart beats as though I were expecting someone. There's a constant buzzing in my ears so that I often stand for some time with my foot in the air listening at doors. And confidentially, I have a number of suitors. I often sit at the window and watch them. If only you could see some of them, they're so ugly. One is a horrible mongrel with stupidity written all over his face. He swaggers along the street and imagine he's a distinguished person and that everybody is admiring him. Don't you believe it? I take no notice of him and behave as if I didn't see him. And you should see the terrifying Great Dane that stops by my window. If he were to stand on his hind legs, which I expect the clod incapable of doing, he would be a head taller than my Sophie's papa, who is quite tall and fat as well. <laughs> Also, the lump seems to be terribly arrogant. I growled at him, but much he cared. He put out his tongue, dangled his huge ears, and stared at the window, the oaf. But can you suppose, ma chère, that my heart is indifferent to all the hopefuls? Oh, no. If only you could see one of my suitors jumping over the fence next door. His name is Treasure. Ah, ma chère, what a... Ah, fool! Devil! Rubbish! How much of our letters is she going to fill with such foolishness? I'm after people, not dogs. I want spiritual sustenance, and instead I have these inanities. Let's turn over a page and see whether it gets better. Sophie was sitting at the table sewing something. I was looking out the window because I am fond of watching passers-by when suddenly the footman came in and announced someone. Show him in, cried Sophie, and rushed to embrace me. Oh, Maggie, Maggie, if only you knew who that is. A dark young man, a guard's officer, and his eyes are black with fire. And she ran off to her room. A minute later, a young officer with black side whiskers came in, walked to the mirror, smoothed his hair, then looked about the room. I growled and sat in my place. Sophie soon came in and greeted him gaily as I pretended to be busy looking out the window. However, I bent my head a little on one side and tried to hear what they were saying. Ah, oh, my share the silliness of their conversation. They spoke about a lady who had mistaken one dance movement for another. Then about someone called Babov, who looked like a stork and almost fell over. Then about one called Ladinia, who thought she had blue eyes when they were really green, and so on and so on. Well, I thought, if you were to compare that young officer with my treasure, heavens, what a difference. To start with, the officer has a flat face, quite bald, except for his side whiskers, as though he had tied it up in a black handkerchief. Whereas Treasure's face is fine and delicate with a sweet white patch on the forehead. It's impossible to compare the officer's figure with Treasure's, and his eyes, his ways, his manners are all quite different. Oh, what a difference. I wonder what she finds in her officer. What on earth can she admire in him? Hmm. Yes. Here I tend to agree. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong. To um, back to um, just leave you with one of the strongest fears I have in life <laughs> is that when it's all over for me, wherever I go, it's going to be a long line waiting to get in. And I'm going to look at the fellow in front of me and I'm going to say, how long do you think we're going to have to wait here? And he's going to turn around and say, I'll be a Hollywood of Mellow
my name is Sally. Nobody ever asked me to go anywhere. What's wrong with me? Sally, you've got E E O. I've got what? Something wrong with my breath, right? No! It's my underarms. I knew it. <laughs> no! Now, wait a minute. <laughs> no! Listen to this nice man. Hi, Sally. I'm nine out of ten doctors. <laughs> Sally, back here we have a diagram of your inner ear. Now, doing a hard day of active listening, <laughs> tiny particles accumulate in the hills and the credenzas of your inner ear. accumulate in the hills and the credenzas of your inner ear. Now, doing a hard day of active listening, <laughs> Tiny particles accumulate in the hills. This can cause audiosis or EEO.
Okay, she's hypnotized now. I'm going to talk to her. How old are you? Twelve. What's your name? Regan. I'm addressing myself to the person who's inside of Regan. You are also hypnotized, and when I ask you to speak, you must identify yourself. Who are you? This is Howard Cosell in possession of a small child. Are you in control of Regan? I certainly am. Look at her. She's wearing Fruit of the Loom underwear. Are you in there alone? No, Don Meredith and Frank Gifford are in here with me. They send for an exorcist. The exorcist arrives. The two of them face each other. They're ancient enemies. A fine day for an exorcism, isn't it, Muhammad Ali? there, Cosell. You don't belong in there, old, dumb, stupid hat. Cosell, going where don't belong. Come on, I'll do the rope-a-dope. I'll do the Russian tank. Get you out of there, Cosell. There's a spray and deodorant for every part of the body. Almost. How far are they going to go with this? Who knows? This might be the next commercial you see. Hi, my name is Sally. Nobody ever asked me.
What are they called? Promos. But they give the money for it. Like, there's an actual Twitter bird that's part of the plot. Like, I'm not fucking with you. It's like a crux of the whole movie is the Twitter bird. It's so bad. <laughs> and then the children are, like, watching it, like, I need a phone. And the whole thing's about children being on their phones. Like, that's the whole movie. It's like junior hires and high schoolers, like, walking around like this and how that's their entire life. I'm like, why are we letting this be okay? Okay. It's, ah. Okay, last poll for me. There's plenty of them in here though, you guys. Uh, what is your dream job or what your dream job is uh, to be Yoda? Clearly at that point, I didn't know how grammar worked. Uh, what my dream job is, I would probably say, um, I would want to murder Martha Stewart and then make a skin robe out of her and then be her. And like, I would be Martha Stewart. Like, is that possible? Can you do that? Can I actually be her like just to have like it would be so crazy to um like make decisions and not have a committee about it does that happen to you as a woman like men make decisions and people do it and then women make decisions and they make a committee does that ever happen am i the only one no that we're not used to that she gives you the look like i don't know what you're talking about i know (laughs) (laughs) they always want to form a committee they're like we should really we should really talk about this in group i'm like no we could just get it done (laughs) it's a it's fine. I'm so, I, I was really frustrated today. Uh, hey, we sing a little song before we start this show, and then we'll get it going with our crazy comics. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> I need to get a vaporizer. It hurts. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! We're all in for a hell hat. Who knows what's gonna happen? These crazy kids coming up. Uh, your first comedian. Your first comedian of the night. What a funny guy he is. You guys can see him in the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Here, he's actually in the Locals Only show, which is the opening show of the whole festival, on March 1st at 6 o'clock. But you get to see him now on Hell Hat. 
Clap your hands together for Marty Cunny! <laughs> I am scared of blank. Um, I used to say dying alone, but that's kind of what we all do. So I would say that I am most scared of probably kangaroos, to be honest. Uh, I'm talking about like in terms of animals that we are most okay with, but are the most dangerous uh, in general. I mean, have you ever seen a kangaroo kick someone in the face? That's some fucking scary shit, okay? They're like deer that can kill you. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's just that it's just part of the Australian agenda. Just a whole nation of animals that can just fucking murder you. Uh, no matter what it looks like, it kills you. A platypus is poisonous, people. Yeah. Do you fucking understand that? A platypus has a, a venomous barb behind its left paw. Only on one side. It's not even fucking symmetrical. Like, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, uh, the whole goddamn nation. Trying to kill you. Uh, hot take, I know. Okay. High five, always appropriate. Um, not at a veterans march. Uh, you never know what they got going on. Uh, that might just be a limb that doesn't go above shoulder height. They might not have a high five in them. Uh, so I, I would just not chance that one. Uh, I was wondering, you say, uh, the question is, is high five always appropriate? Can you go for the high low with a dwarf? Is that okay to go for like the high low follow through with a dwarf? I feel like it is, but like, I just don't know. I, I, it's one of those etiquette things that I, I don't have enough or a dwarf friend to figure that out. Uh, I have exactly zero dwarf friends. Uh, that's an untapped market for me. It's like Laotian friends. I don't count my landlord as a friend. Uh, next topic. God, is it real? The re is she real is a real question, right guys? No, God, is it real? Oh man, so deep, you know, we get real deep with the hell hat. Um, yeah, God, is it real? I sure, Hope not, because that means someone's been watching me do all the dumb shit that I do. Uh, I mean, essentially, the people are scared. I don't get it. Like, you can't be, like, religious and then also be mad about, like, the NSA. Because we've had, like, God watching us this whole time, and, like, some people were fine with that. And we're just adding another layer to that. It's like God and some creepy weirdo behind a computer. Like, what's the big deal? What's the difference, really? Uh, the same guy that made platypuses and kangaroos is watching you jerk off, okay? Like, that guy's clearly got an agenda we don't understand at all. Uh, which I think is kind of his thing, right? Is that, that's the God thing, right? We don't really get what he's doing. Yeah, so, uh, and if he's real, he's a real weird guy. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm gonna fill every one of my pockets. I was kind of wishing I wore cargo pants so I could put... <laughs> One of these in every single pocket by the time I'm done. Finally use every bit of the cargo pant. Uh, kids, yay or devil spawn? 
Porque no los dos, guys. Porque no los dos. I think kids are both. Uh, mine will certainly be Devil Spawn. Uh, I was a terrible child growing up. Uh, it was weird because I was actually a blonde child until I was about two years old. And then, like, and as soon as my hair turned brown, I actually turned evil. And I didn't realize. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? That explains it. That explains everything, right? Yeah. I, it was like a weird metamorphosis where, like, I didn't learn it wasn't okay to, like, punch people in the balls until I was, like, six. Uh, so I can blame my uncles for a lot of that, but, like, some of it has to come from me. Like, <laughs> some of that has to come from me. But at the same time, I'm going to get to convince a lot of little kids to punch other people in the balls. So, like, I guess I can see where the cycle continues. I can so yay, but, you know, unfortunately, they are devil spawn. Um, Let's see. What do you know more about any uh, more about than anyone else? Um uh, These days it seems I know a lot more about cuckold porn than a lot of my friends. Uh, <laughs> uh Cause then anyone ever gets into the conversation, I like start throwing out terms and stuff and guys are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you guys don't, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, uh, there's that. Um, definitely wrestling. I haven't found anyone else to talk about with recently that is really as much into wrestling as I am, which is unfortunate because uh, to really understand where we got to in this as a country, you have to watch uh, Donald Trump's whole stint in the WWE back what, 10, 15 years ago. Keith knows what I'm talking about. It was fucking amazing. And you got to watch two billionaires like, use wrestlers like they were play toys to like, challenge each other. Like, my wrestler could beat your wrestler. And it was like, oh, yeah, what happens if mine beat yours? Uh, I get to shave your head. And that was the contest that they had. And Donald Trump, of course, did not lose, but Vince McMahon did. So you got to watch Vince McMahon, a billionaire CEO of a publicly traded company, get held down by the Texas rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin and get his head shaved by him and Donald Trump. It was, and then we elected him, like 10 or 15 years later, we elected a president. Uh, I think that's just tremendous. Uh, really gives me... Tremendous hope, of course, that, as we all know, 2020, 2024, we're going to have The Rock running as president. And then we're going to have, no one's going to be able to debate The Rock. It's, he's going to be up there, like, you know, he's going to pull all the old rock lines out. It's going to be like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for governor. And everyone, every time he said, I'll be back, we're like, you're in, man. You're fucking in. Like, this is a shoe one. Why are we having an election right now? Uh... <laughs> uh I just can't wait for that debate. It's going to be, what are they going to do the fucking line? Like, it's going to go, but I don't know. That's just what I think, Senator. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, it doesn't matter what you think. He's going to pull out that line, and that debate's going to be over. That's going to be on the first question, okay? Uh, it's going to be, when he finally gets in, it's going to be, can you smell the legislation cooking on the Congre Congress floor, guys? It's really got some <laughs> tremendous... Some tremendous stuff we're putting forward in there. All right, now we'll move on from that. I just got excited there a little bit. Uh, why your parents aren't proud of you? Uh, my dad gave in his uh, retirement speech, he said, uh, yeah, every single cunny male since coming to America has worked for the city of San Francisco, except for my son, Marty. 
<laughs> I was like, is, I can't tell if that was supposed to be a compliment or not, but it sure didn't sound like one to this room full of firemen and cops. <laughs> That's, uh, it is true, though. I am the first, uh, the first non-cop or fireman in my family since we came to America, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my parents know it's because I'm the only one who wants to like keep doing drugs after 30. Uh, <laughs> and so, that like became like readily apparent to them the first time I went to Burning Man. They're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> we get it now. All right." Uh, 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 the last one night stand. Ooh, can't even remember because I'm just such a good guy. I always call him back. No, uh, what is the last one night stand I had? Um, really pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, <laughs> sixty-nine a girl till she threw up on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, general stuff, uh, classic stuff. I don't know. I mean, what? How did your life went? I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't like I didn't like blame her for it. I appreciated the uh, enthusiasm, but it was just like I can't like continue this now. Like that's that's a first impression that's hard to literally hard to wash off. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, are we merely are we merely a simulacrum? Does anybody want to clue me in? Simulacrum. Okay, so you're gonna have to go ahead and tell me what this means. Are we all robots that seem human? Somebody was has somebody been watching a little too much Westworld? Uh, somebody has been watching a little too much Westworld. I kind of hope so. Um, because I don't know it. It would explain all like the breaking down of all my joints and everything. Uh, <laughs> that would that would be like, oh, I he just need to get some oil in there. Uh, not you know, a fifth of Jameson a night. That's not the oil that I need. It's, but if I start drinking actual oil, I don't think that's really gonna help either. That's not a chance I'm willing to take. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last pull. Are you picky? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Am I picky? I would say that uh, I have a, a line I don't cross, but it's it's kind of hard to see because it's been on the field for a while and I haven't freshened it up. It's like <laughs> when you you know you go to play on like community park, you can kind of see where the line is, and so no one knows when it's really out of bounds. And every once in a while, you'll see it and be like, "Oh, you're out." And you're like, "Ah, you're right." That's my line. Is like sometimes I don't know I'm way over it until I'm actually looking for it, and. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, I think I'll leave it with that. I think that's, that really says a lot about me. Thanks so much, guys. The hat is hell. Party everyone. Yay. When I wrote that one, I was thinking more about food, but clearly you were thinking about sex, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I think I fixed that a little bit better. Uh, your next comedian up to Brave the Hat is one of the favorite favorite comedians in the entire Bay Area. It's a real treat to see him for you guys. It's a treat every time I get to see him. Clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. Yeah. Oh, 
Thank you, Pam. Fellow UCSD grad. Yeah. Go Tritons! <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Did we have a real team? Did we have a real team? We had several. We had we had water polo was very strong. I uh, we had a baseball team. I thought I was gonna go play baseball there. That's like why I went to the school. And then they were like, "Yeah, you're small." And I was like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> um, and that's, uh, that's how my athletic career ended. But you know what? My athletic career has never ended because I throw leg kicks every night. Um, all right. Why are you feeling these feelings? <laughs> That's a, that's a good question. Um, why am I feeling these feelings? Well, right now, probably uh, red wine and weed are the reasons that I feel this way. Uh, and holy shit, are you asleep? Yeah. <laughs> the way you're sitting, you look like you're like in a chrysalis. You look like a, an insect that is returning to a different life. Uh, looks like we've both dabbled in the same things today. Um, the feelings that I'm feeling right now, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I think most of that is probably, I think this Hawaiian shirt is probably mainlining into my body right now. I think that if, if you put a Hawaiian shirt on bare skin, it's, it's like an acid tab, and it just kind of like soaks in, and you become riddled with the spirit of aloha. Uh, and that's, that's what you want, because the aloha spirit means, I'm basically a tropical drink right now. If it was, if it was raining, I would just, I would just use my tiny umbrella, and I'd be fucking set. I'm living life inside of a pineapple. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) That is who I am. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, and I live in a pineapple under the sea. Yo! All right. Uh, did you, did you guys watch that show? Yeah. It's a good program. I feel like animated shows get to do way more crazy shit. Like if you're writing for a kid, you're like, ah, their imagination's crazy. Let's get all the drug references going. <laughs> um, if you're an adult, it's like, oh, let's talk politics. I'm fucking boring. Um, were berets even cool? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say berets were cool because anytime someone has like one of those long cigarettes, uh, it is cool. And if you're wearing a beret, you have to be smoking a cigarette or, or, or a paintbrush. That is acceptable as well. But you have to be mixing it on one of those the stereotypical palettes. I wish I was a painter. Do you ever think about, I, I just wish I was better at visual art. I suck at it. But I feel like if I was, I could be very pretentious. And that's, that's what I want. I want, uh, you know, I want, I want to be classy. I could have a little, uh, little fucking turtleneck, and I could tell people that they just don't understand my art, you know? <laughs> but in comedy, if uh, people don't understand your, your art, you're just standing in a quiet room, and uh, no one believes you. But if you're in an art gallery, it's like, oh, yes, well, most people pay $10,000 for this. You can eat my fucking balls. And that's what I would say if I was a painter. And that's why I'll never be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I could paint Barack Obama coming out of a bunch of leaves. I could, uh, I could do it. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. It seems hard. But I could, I could have Photoshopped that. I, you know, looked pretty fucking cool, though. I liked it. Um, 
Did anyone see the Hannibal Burris Photoshop of that? Because that was hilarious too. Um, do you care about the World Cup? Yes, I do. I care a lot because I can only care about soccer a tiny amount. And that amount is once every four years. Uh, and when I care, I fucking care. And I will watch Ecuador and be like, fuck yeah, Ecuador, that's my shit. And then, you know, I, and then I don't care again. Because um, that is the American way. When we can extract resources or fun, we care about your country. Um, and otherwise, you know, call me later. Uh, I, was, I just came from watching women's downhill skiing. So that should give you an idea of where my mind's at with sports. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is it popping right now? Uh, if Bob Costas is going to stand on NBC and be like, this is historic, this is unbelievable, I'll be like, yeah, he's probably right. And then I'll fucking watch it. I don't give a shit about figure skating, but if you tell me it's the biggest moment in this young man and woman's career, I'll watch that. Because sports are basically just reality TV for boys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, people are hitting each other. Uh, this is football, of course, not figure skating. Although, god damn it, would I watch figure... Uh, that's just hockey. <laughs> that's just hockey. Um, <laughs> and that's one of my favorite sports. So I think I really got to the bottom of that quickly. Um, but it is. Like, I watch Center and... And then if someone's watching, like, E! News, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, all right? You, they, these people don't care about you, but I believe in LeBron James' athleticism. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get into the storylines. I know who Tom Brady's wife is. It's basically People Magazine, you know? It's just freaking testosterone up, so it's super chill. Because that's, that, that's how that works. That's why I go to the gym. Get fucking get that testosterone going. Boom. Tell us about drugs. I don't think that I need to. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I've been to mutiny radio. I know how I know how it goes around here. Um drugs are cool. That's that's what they okay. don't always tell you, but in moderation. <laughs> I like Pam what's your favorite drug weed yeah that actually makes sense that's how I got paid tonight uh, <laughs> allegedly internet that doesn't that doesn't matter I would say it's that legal. N what it's legal. it's legal exactly it's yeah it's kind of legal uh, there's <laughs> I uh, <laughs> not all drugs are created equally and I think people get that because some drugs can be very good for you if you do them correctly and some you know like you know like uh coke is really fun it's in no way ever helps you you know <laughs> like it's never a good you never wake up you do like coke two days in a row and you get hammered and you wake up and you're like get back to work i'm ready for the week <laughs> you're literally like man i haven't like felt the depths of my soul like this in so long <laughs> I'm like not a depressed person, but I have made myself depressed by my own choices. <laughs> there will be like days of the week where I'm like, oh, fuck, man, life's not worth it. Like, we're all going to die anyway. And then I like four days later, I'm like, I still know that, but I've always known that. I'm just not sad right now, like chemically. 
Um, but then you could also take like mushrooms and be like, oh shit, maybe there is a God and this is worth it. And so there you go. And that's why I recommend if you're going to do drugs, you should always make sure to put them up your butt. <laughs> Cause you need to know what you're working with. You know, you want to numb the system, get a little butt chug going, do your thing. All right. <laughs> what do we got? What do you do when you find a hair in your food? That's a good question, and I actually take pride in this. I fucking pull it out, and I eat my food like a fucking person. I don't give a shit. Unless it's my mom, then I beat the shit out of her, dude, because I don't play that shit, Barbara. Get that fucking hair out of my food, you old woman. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if it's, if it's egregious or, like, if the, you know, the server is mean to me or I just hate the restaurant, but if it's, like, everyone's doing their best and, you know, hair falls out, eh, you know, whatever. I sit, I mean, I sulk quietly. I'm very upset. Uh, I, <laughs> I go on Yelp and I destroy them. I light them up. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, it doesn't bother me that much, but I think part of that's because... I really do hate asking for things. Like, like if I go to a restaurant and they put me at the worst table and someone's like, should we move? I'm like, I don't know. I think they hate us. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm like that. I have friends that are like, I, I wish I was more, like, I have friends that just go in and boom, they just get everything done. They set everything up nice. I just, if I'm like with a customer service person, I'm like, oh, yes, thank you very much. I don't, yeah, their jobs suck. I feel good about it. Um, <laughs> babies are dumb. True dad. Uh, that's, that's the point of a baby, um, is that, uh, they're dumb and that you can, it's like a blank canvas. And I think what parenting is, is you take all of like your hopes and dreams that didn't work out and you cram them down the throat of that child and you hope that it becomes what you could not. At least that's what I learned from all of my little league coaches. Because that is how they treated their kids, and it was very uncomfortable, and I hated it. Um, my parents, I think, did a better job, but those guys really were like, my son's going to fucking play for the Orioles. And I was like, dude, he's nine years old. I'm thinking of someone very specific. Um, it's Michael Leonardo. All right. Uh, that is his real name. Hopefully he doesn't listen to Mutiny Radio. Uh, or maybe he should. But babies are dumb, yes. But, you know, I'll eventually, I think I'll have one. Because I like to fuck. <laughs> and I hate condoms. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, all right. That's just last pull. Hell yeah. Last time I pull out, Pam. There it is. Uh, this is the first political one yet. Dot, dot, dot. Speaking of blank canvases, <laughs> that's like, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know where to take that. Um, I, think, I think it's a funny time in politics because uh, as a comedian, everyone comes up to you and they're like, you must be getting all this material. I mean, Donald Trump, right? And that's like, well, it's hard because he's clearly an idiot. So I don't have like a hot take on that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, like, make political comedy great again because I don't want to be saying the same shit that everyone else is saying. And it's very hard. 
That's why I feel like a lot of comics are going and they're just like giving up and being like, I'll just make fun of the left because they're being fucking crazy. Because if I went up here and I was like, Donald Trump, that guy's a real fucking piece of work, huh? You guys would be like, yeah, I'll just watch the news. I don't need you to fucking tell me that. Preaching to the choir is like the most boring thing ever, which is what makes it hard in comedy right now because there's nothing else to say aside from the fact that I hope we don't all die. Um, I <laughs> but I think it's cool that we have a president that, uh, that fucks. You know, he gets out there and, you know, he gets it in. And that, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to come up with something. He fucked a porn star while he's married to, like, his third wife. And the evangelical voting block is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Which I think is the dawning of the greatest party in American political history. So everybody get your dick wet. That's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know I've been thinking about Melania and porn stars. I've never thought more about porn stars than in this past week because I've never been a porn watcher or anything. Like, just not into it. Didn't even know who the Stormy Daniels girl was. Didn't even no. know. I learned, I learned through comedy what was really happening. And then I realized that that's how we can, we in San Francisco, we can do our part and we can overtake the presidency. And what we need to do is we need an army of porn stars. And so what I need is some sex workers from kink.com. <laughs> We're going to get together. And it's going to be like a sting operation, like a massive sting operation, like 50 undercover porn stars with like cameras. And they're all like, yeah. And they all go up to the president. I want to suck your dick. I want to suck your dick. And they've got like a camera. And they're like, tell me about all the bad things you've done. And then they all, wouldn't it be fun? We could compile all the footage together. But the whole point would be that there would be army of porn stars. It's going to be like a new kink.com will become a 501c3 political party. It'll be really exciting. It'll be like, sex workers finally did something. I mean, besides working for everybody and sucking all their dicks and everything. <laughs> sex workers are great. I mean, anyway, okay. I don't want to disparage any sex workers in the making of this joke, honestly. Your next comedian, I learned so much this week in an interview with him and some call me Tim. He's so philosophical. He taught me that, like, I asked him about higher powers, and he was like, yeah, there's higher powers, like, gravity's a higher power and like radiation's a higher power and like fucking thinking about it he's exactly right like explain that shit that's magic or we could call it god up a trans get everybody for keith d'souza yeah. all right good to be here on the hell hat sounds like an acdc song doesn't it <laughs> hell hat Louis C.K. was right? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> That's literally what this says. I, I got a story about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Um, the first year of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, Pam, uh, uh, I see Pam at the mic here. Uh, she goes, hey, uh, you know, we're doing a comedy festival here at Mutiny Radio. Um, uh, you, you should apply to it. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I've known Pam five, six years at this point. I'm like, oh, uh, do I really need to apply to it, Pam? Can we, you know, you've, you've seen my set before, you know. She's like, no, 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 everyone has to apply. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, that's, this is just a formality, right? So I go to the website. I, I apply to be a, a comedian in the Mutiny Radio, the first ever Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, cut to a month later, I get a rejection email. <laughs> 
from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's like, I don't, my ego doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Like, I have friends of mine who are on TV and I'm getting rejected from a comedy festival I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy <laughs> Festival. And someday, God damn it, I'm gonna be on it. <laughs> School shootings, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is worse, a mochi movie or sausage party? That, uh, I like sausage party. I'm a sucker for Seth Rogen. I got his phone number. <laughs> yeah. You want, you, you want to call him? <laughs> Put it on the old speakerphone here. Let's see, where is it? And emoji movies, by the way. If you're a dude, don't send emoji. My fucking iPhone recommends emojis. It's like, I'm not a prepubescent girl here to, uh, I'm trying to get laid don't that's because that's a turn off right as a woman you get a oh, here we go. <laughs> where's the sound come from Seth Rogen's phone number, all right? Oh, my God! Hey, Seth Rogen, it's Keith D, man. Uh, we're at the Mutiny Radio Show. Call us back, all right? You'll be a caller. All right. That guy fucking never answers his phone. Dipping in the hell hat. <laughs> my favorite song right now, my favorite song right now is Hell Hat by ACDC. <laughs> Talking about that hell hat. Da, da, da. We gonna trim all that fat. Da, da. <laughs> that sounds like an ACDC song, right? My favorite cuss. C-U-S-S, cuss. That's a good question, isn't it? The N word, the C word. What is, what is the best? I would say cock smoker. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to. Some may say it's homophobic. I, I think it brings an imagery. Actually, smoking a cock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got cum smoke just coming out of your mouth. <laughs> My cat is better than your mom. How was that? How, how was that? Background toilet. <laughs> God forbid anybody has to take a shit. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to know it. <laughs> My cat is better than your mom. 
I didn't come out of that pussy, all right? Uh, oh, go fuck yourself. Hey, hey, what, you know those people? There were like three people who came in here. Did you know them? Yeah. They were your friends. Yeah. And then they, uh, what? I didn't know we had to pay to be here, right? No, they couldn't drink. Those goddamn pigs, all right? You guys aren't undercover cops, are you? Are there any undercover cops here? You gotta, you gotta tell me if you are. <laughs> That's, yeah, we, we can't drink here because uh, an undercover cop came here one time. And now we're losing fucking audience members. This place would be full. And now it's at 40% capacity. Cat is better than your mom. You know what? If your mom is an undercover cop, <laughs> that, get him fucking spayed, okay? Don't spread that demon semen. This is not even English. Plus, okay. This. I can't read Sanskrit, goddammit. I'll read the back of it. Ever tried it? Thomas muttered, smiling. <laughs> you couldn't swim until you were. That's it. I didn't write it. <laughs> I didn't write that, all right? Am I picking too many, fam? No, you're perfect. There's enough, right? Oh, there's plenty. Look at all these here. Why is bowling a sport? Because fat, drunk people need to feel like they're an athlete sometimes, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I can brag about my sporting accomplishments. You guys bowlers? Oh, what's your highest? What's the highest bowling score here? 173. Anybody beat that? No, fucking exactly. <laughs> the LeBron James of amateur bowling, goddammit. Yeah. This isn't even what I'm good at. Uh, you should see me bowling. <laughs> I'm getting pregnant, so you can all drop dead. I feel there's like there's a lot of like child theme ones here. Oh, welcome to Mutiny Radio. How's it going? It could be better. Jesus, I give me a chance here, lady. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't even heard me tell a joke here. You know what this show is? The theme of this show, it's uh, improv-based. So the last prompt I got, I'm getting pregnant so you can all drop dead. Especially that fetus. You know what I'm saying? I'm pro-abortion here. Uh. <laughs> Who's pro-abortion? <laughs> yeah. What, you're not? <laughs> You know, okay, good, yeah. <laughs> what makes you tick? You know what makes me tick? Fucking tick-tock clocks when I'm trying to sleep, all right? You're trying to sleep, you hear a clock every fucking second ticking. Now, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not... I should have been more creative, but you know. <laughs> you're like, well, that's just the first thing you thought of. 
You fucking idiot. <laughs> what makes you tick? Oh, the clock that ticks? You're just doing word association and trying to pass that off as quality entertainment? I paid 10 bucks to be here, you fucking asshole. <laughs> but I don't like them. I don't like tick clocks. Also, police officers, all right? You know what is even worse than police o- Police dogs. That shit is animal cruelty, all right? The dog shouldn't be having to work. You're going to give a dog a job? That's a slave, all right? I talk at length about the... <laughs> what makes you tick? I could do my whole act, <laughs> my stand-up comedy act. Is there shit that makes me tick? And I'll tell you about school shootings. <laughs> My favorite myth, that voting does anything. That's, you know, anytime you get hopeful about politics, oh, man, that Bernie Sanders, he can actually change. No, he's not. That shit is never, how old are you? Shouldn't you know by now? Don't ever get your hopes behind politics. Also, credit scores aren't a real number, all right? (laughs) Credit scores are an imaginary fucking number. Oh, what, I can't buy a house or start a business? Oh, no, I was totally going to do that. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know what I'm saying? Those creditors call you, just fuck with them. It's one of my joys in life. Last poll. Spill coffee on new white shirt. Yeah, spill coffee all over those whiteies, all right? Okay. All the coffee, all the coffee that those white shirts spilled on us all those years. <laughs> yeah, that's what's called a metaphor, you fucking people. Earlier with that TikTok clock thing, you're all, oh, this guy's an idiot. Well, how about that? <laughs> I created a metaphor for white shirts applying to race politics. Where were you (laughs) when the white shirts spilled their coffee on our nation? Where were you when the Haynes Company espresso? Okay, all right. I I had a good time. I had a wonderful time. Let's uh, let's give it up for the troops. Come on, make some extra troops. Besting the hell hat. Uh, your next comedian, he's my, one of my favorite old mans and my second favorite ginger. Uh, it's, he's like, it's me. no, I'm sorry. There's, a, uh, he's my first favorite ginger, obviously. Well, I like Max Eddie a lot right now, but you're my, I mean, <laughs> and we've got Rolf Scar in the room too. We have a lot of gingers today. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Keith, I too was snubbed once by the Pamtastic Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and it left a scar on my soul. 
But you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not dwelling on it. <laughs> Deep into the hat. What are you on a scale from one to 10? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm under 5'9", I know that, on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10. So I'm like half, I guess, like a 5. I'm like a 5'5". Five five. Don't read too much into that. <laughs> I mean, amongst gingers, I'm like, I'm like a daddy, you know. <laughs> I think on short guys, like among short guys, I gotta be like a 10 among short guys. But bald guys, bald guys are like bald and virile guys. I'm just like losing a little bit. <sighs> Not one of them. <laughs> the best grilled cheese. I actually don't really eat a lot of grilled cheese, so I really nothing to say on that. I left that for a funnier comic. Free, be truly free. There's a lot of feeling in that one. I feel one of the hippier people wrote that. Is, is, this, is this like an act out? Free, be truly free. Is that a commercial for one of those pills that you take? Like, could be for anything, really. Bladder control, I guess. I'd like to be free, but I live in San Francisco. As you know, hell of expensive here. I'm not going to fuck with it. Free, be truly free. <laughs> I'm free from this microphone stand. Can you whistle? Who can whistle here? <laughs> that was from our seafaring days when I was used to roam the seven seas catching cod those were the days not like you landlubbers right <laughs> did you eat play-doh or paste as a kid both I mean I, I grew up in the 70s. That stuff was like nutritious back then. It was totally edible. Why my gut bacteria is like, grrr, can eat bones and just digest them. Who didn't eat Play-Doh and paste as a kid? You didn't? Girls, girls didn't. The girls didn't. The girls didn't. This is part of every boy's diet growing up. And it was Elmer's glue, not paste. I didn't eat paste. That's like classier stuff. <laughs> I ate like the generic Joe six-pack Elmer's glue. Calcium, I think, is in that, actually. Hmm? I, uh, I got to say, I don't actually recall the taste. <laughs> it's probably pretty bland. I'm sure I just did it to impress a girl. Did it work? <laughs> There's no possible health. The worst sound? Oh, God, I know the worst sound. I know the worst sound. 
See, I work in plumbing. <laughs> and uh, we were doing the stacks outside of an apartment building. The stack is like where all of your human effluence comes down and goes into the main sewer system underground. So it's that, <clears throat> it's this big pipe out of your, we were fixing it, right, replacing it. We put signs on everyone's door, hey, the plumbers are working here, you know, don't flush the toilet. And we're working there, and we heard this gurgle, this gurgle that could have only meant one thing, and we were just trapped under there. <laughs> I mean, not 100% trapped. Luckily, most plumbers are big dudes, but we were two slender gentlemen. So we just got like thin as motherfucking, you can thinner than like thinner than this thing. Just got as thin as fucking possible, and let that shit splash all over the place. And that guy ate a lot of burritos and did not chew. <laughs> yeah. So that was just like hose it down and we're done for the day. Anyone got anything to compete with that? Anything? <laughs> Nothing? Anyone's, what's in second place, right? That's the worst sound. The day you found Jesus. I never found Jesus. I found a motherfucking Jesus a bunch of times, though. I found hella Jesuses. Yeah, I work in plumbing, it's construction. There's a lot of. <laughs> Which always made me wonder about Trump. Like, he claimed to work in construction, and then he's like, you know, those Mexicans. And like, who the fucking construction makes fun of the Aztecs and the fucking Mayans, right? I mean, he obviously never been to a job site because there's a lot of fucking Mexicans there. Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm totally afraid of heights. Who is it? <laughs> You're not afraid of heights? What do you do, roofing? <laughs> Are you like Rosie the Riveter doing skyscrapers or something? You're just not afraid of heights at a desk job. That's like a marketable skill. VR. VR? That's VR. I'm talking about heights where you could actually <laughs> fall and break your ass. Where you get all that vertigo and shit. Heights. Yeah, so it's a good thing I was short, right? Afraid of heights. If I was tall, I'd be falling all the time. Is that why tall people fall all the time? People fall a lot. I do not trust skinny cooks. I don't believe in that. How's that supposed to be funny? Not trust skinny cooks. That seems valid, right? They get exercise or they have metabolisms or something. They don't have to be fat. Are you guys like that? Are you guys sizists? <laughs> All judgy because the cook's not fat? You are. Be true to yourself. My pants are too tight. Hell no, man. I don't like tight pants, skinny jeans, all that shit. I don't get it. How do you move around? 
It makes my package look bigger? <laughs> Honey, I'm up here. I'm up here. <laughs> makes my package look bigger. It would scrunch it all up. And I, I need generous use of pocket. Like skinny jeans, no way. I used to have a, a fanny pack so I could carry stuff around it, but the zipper broke. I was famous for my fanny pack. Renowned, even. And now without that, I gotta carry everything in my pocket, so skinny jeans are just out. Last pull. This one has an emoji on it. My friend Totoro. Is that like a, you know what this is? Totoro. So more Japanese. <laughs> Totoro. So I'm not into this shit, man. I, I grew up when like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mel Blank, exactly. Yosemite Sam. People have accused me of being Yosemite Sam, but by the way, they said that I look like. They used to, yeah, I used to play on this rugby team and when I, I would get fiery sometimes. And that to make fun of me, they would go like, <laughs> like, like I was being, like I was being the most angry thing possible. Like, yeah, Maddie, I'm all mad. <laughs> that was, that was, that's my cartoon reference. I don't know, no, Totoro. All right, that's it for me, Muni Radio. Sayonara. <laughs> Does not know who my friend Totoro is. All right, that's I learned things. It's this, it's this big fluffy thing, and there's this little girl, and her mom is sick, and it's a really good movie. And it's a big fuzzy creature that's like better than a cat. And there's a cat bus in that movie. The cat bus is the best part of that. Uh, well, I'll sh we'll, sh we'll watch it sometime. We'll show it on the on the wall there. It'll be excited. Uh, you're next comedian. I'm excited to see what she does with the hell hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jean Yi. <laughs> There's just something about me that screams death metal. <laughs> Actually, was that death metal? FC would know. You seem to know everything. No. Were you the one who knew what Totoro was? Uh, yeah. So a creature, a cartoon creature that showed emotion, like an emoji, right, Sam? Sam, Pam. That <laughs> was really weird. <laughs> Must be the contact high that I got from just touching the edible that I allegedly was paid in. <laughs> So I regret not um, not applying to the university. I really, but I hear you get rejected the first year. <laughs> so, so maybe. Oh no! The worst thing about SF now. How am I supposed to make that funny? Maybe if I just stand here awkwardly and not say what I want to say. <laughs> That'll be okay. The worst thing about SF now is that I was mistaken for a Tinder date today. <laughs> I was. Um, I walked. In, I was at an open mic before this, and before this, uh, before the open mic before this, before this, and a guy walks into the bar and he's like, "Are you Jessa?" <laughs> I'm like, "No," and he kind of snorts and keeps walking, and I was like, "I could be a Jessa." 
<laughs> like, it's possible. And then he walks to the other Asian in the bar, <laughs> and she was Jessa. And then they sat in the front row, and then I tried to make fun of them, and it didn't work out very well, so now I'm here. <laughs> Can I just say, no, not real. You would it's never. I didn't, it's been dead for years. How <laughs> <laughs> many years? <laughs> Two years, okay. Three, uh, like one 10, year. 12, 15, 17 years. It's been dead forever. What kind of what kind of animal is this? How did you know that? Do you know your furs? No, I'm just like threatening you with it. Is that okay to do here? I'm not. I'm not sure if it's a. It'd be worse if I had like a beer because then the undercover cops would like get us. But um, I just. It's a fox. Yeah. Yeah. How's that for improvisational comedy, guys? I'm just avoiding this because now I'm afraid of it. <laughs> what I wish my nickname was. Uh, my nickname actually is Jean. Uh, my parents, when I got to kindergarten, decided white people cannot handle your Chinese name, Shiznit. <laughs> So they decided to name me Jane. First day of school, dad fills out the form, spells Jane wrong. <laughs> 30 years later, still Jean. <laughs> but like messing up my name for my entire life, nah, that's okay. <laughs> it could have been serious. Like I'm really allergic to penicillin. Uh, my throat swells up, I can't breathe. Why is that so funny, Mr. Cashbox? <laughs> There's always one person in the audience who like, oh, you guys, that was that was not improvisational. That's okay though. I gotta get laughs somehow. So <laughs> there's always one person who thinks that like my deathly allergy to penicillin is funny. It is kind of funny. That's the worst thing about SF. <laughs> my allergy to penicillin. My throat swells up and I can't breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men, uh, or edibles. <laughs> so like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So, <laughs> what if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin? I'd get to the operating room, the doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No, penicillin pencils, no, no, damn it. <laughs> the best joke is the one you have to explain. <laughs> Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use a short table, she's two foot five. And while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? <laughs> uh, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay, let's move away from eyelids, you guys. Eyelids works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God, did you empty the cash bucket? Grease my hand later and try to. The scariest robot future sequence. I. Nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to change about yourself? Oh, I'm always like, you know, I could lose, like. 35 pounds, no. <laughs> no, like, 
I think I don't have terrible self-esteem. I think I'm okay. Um, I'm like a four, let's be honest. 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a vajayjay. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap for JJ. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick. Mostly figuratively. <laughs> but like, I'm a four. Can you imagine being a 10? Be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym. Well, hello, welcome. Hi, you guys just missed my dick joke. That's okay, plenty more to come. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, this is what I think when my mom talks to me. Oh, you guys, I just moved back from Hong Kong. I grew up somewhere much more glamorous, Fremont. <laughs> And I just moved in with my mom. And my mom likes to tell me the best thing. She's like, when you were a kid, so ugly. <laughs> He's like, she, and this is true. This is all true, you guys. Comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time. So he's like, so ugly. You're dark skinned. Oh, racist Chinese. OK. Dark skinned, skinny, and so dry. So I was dark skin, skinny, and dry. Like, what did she want? A light-skinned, fat, moist kid? <laughs> okay, to say now, you look normal. Almost. <laughs> yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. <laughs> like, you're such an ugly kid. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher. Hashtag failed Asian. <laughs> and uh, I used to have favored child status, like between me and my brother. I used to be like Canada. <laughs> and now I'm like North Korea. <laughs> Full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. <laughs> my mom, like, she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. <laughs> and so tall, five foot four. <laughs> There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Want to know every thought I had today? No. <laughs> you don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam is in writing, has a master's in creative writing. <laughs> Is that alliteration? Do you see that, bitches? Live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG. Oh. <laughs>
I actually wrote that one down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love, fuck that fucking book. That one that says, I'm 40 and I'm gonna go figure out my life in Italy and then in, in India and wherever else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. Guy can't even afford to go to Daly City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daly City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. I'm they give you this a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you got to get, they're like, we want to track you on that weird little clipper card. So don't use these. Maybe it has something to do with that universe. I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment and it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are. Uh, but we're going to find out. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Rolf Scar. Thank you, Pam. My God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked up stoner trivial pursuit game or something. You ever played the old school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science and nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. <laughs> give me a green. Something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is going to be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay, my favorite nonsense word. Uh, I'm, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it bullarkey. Because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of balarkey. And it, you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of balarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's, that's my favorite nonsense word right there currently. I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist. So instead of saying holy smokes, I've just dropped the holy part. And I just go, smokes. And uh, you should try it. Because... Somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it. Like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But if like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire? Is there smoke? What's going on? So you can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. Are you still a shit talker? Oh my. Yeah, I got to dial it back a little bit sometimes. You know what I mean? Shit talking is, but I think it's, it's cheap. It's too easy, shit talk. At work or whatever, you know? You're like, oh, the boss is this and that and that. I think shit talking is uh, good in sports, you know, and in social circles. But you got to leave it out of the, the professional, the professional realm. I'm gonna keep just. I'm gonna go to the bottom. I think that's where some good ones are. There we go. <laughs> All right. Every Ming flashes for a season. <laughs> you guys, help me out with that. You went to the bottom. It's my fault for going to the bottom. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think, I just admire their, their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I, I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're gonna run out onto that golf course, do you see that, the Waste Management Golf Tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like the, a couple days later and they were still talking about it. Waste Management is the biggest trash company like in the world and they have a golf tournament and golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos. And this dude just buck naked, because usually golf is like, shh, quiet, you know, and everything's quiet and everyone's like talking, hush totes. But this is just like, woo, it's a big party. And this naked guy ran out onto the golf course and there was no security. So he just like rolled around for a while. <laughs> and then it was pretty funny. It'd be funnier than this show. He's like, uh, he practices putt, but he didn't have a club or anything. He was just out there nude. And uh, people filming it were like, 
where's the security? Where's the security? But they're like, also, this is going to be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> All right. Get something out of that. Drag queens are awesome, is what it says. Yeah, I think so. I did a comedy show one time at a uh, drag queen bar. I don't think it exists anymore. It was in the Tenderloin, and it was super fun. But uh, the last thing I remember was being mostly nude, uh, speaking of flashing, outside smoking hash with a lot of folks. And uh, I don't know what happened after that. But the, but <laughs> the audience was great. Uh, the participa 